You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Just remain standing. We've been standing for a little while. It's not going to kill you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not going to kill you. Amen. Uh, and we got a family with us from Michigan. We got a family with us from Canada. We got a family with us from Indiana. That's just the ones that I know. Let's make them welcome. Can we do that? Praise the Lord. Man, I want to give a, I never do this and I, I, I don't want to get myself in trouble because I know I will forget some. So please, if I forget you by live stream, uh, I know we got hundreds of people probably watching by live stream, but some of our shut-ins like Judy Fleece, uh, we miss you. And Jim and Martha uh, Davis and uh, Hired and Teresa Riddle and Bob and Bev Fetty. These are people that just cannot be here. They're, they're not being lazy sitting on the couch uh, and they'd give anything to be here. And so and there's, there's others, I'm sure, but those have been on my mind. And we, we miss you and we love you and we're thinking about you. Let, let's let them know that we still care about them, all right? Wow. After those songs and the, uh, the gentleman that was in prison for 20 years uh, that was on the, the video announcements, uh, I believe I'm in the right house with the right message. And so we're going to be reading out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 23. It's my prayer that uh, God would touch every individual uh, in this room and everyone watching by television or live stream, however it may be. Uh, the title is uh, uh, just two words. And I got good news for you. Somebody say good news. Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. It's going to be a short message. Look at your other neighbor and say neighbor. That may not be the case. I'm going to give you just what God gave me, I believe. The title is brought out. Have you been brought out? Have you been brought out? God never bring you out of some place with no intentions of putting you in a new place. Do you hear me? In Deuteronomy chapter six, verse 23, and he brought us out from thence. <laughs> I made myself a little note, said preach. Where's he brought you out of? I know where he brought me out of. A bar, sitting, drinking my sorrows away. That don't work. Because when you get sober, the sorrows are still there. Where's he brought you from? Has he brought you out? Or are you here today just because you want to check off the box? You know, I don't want to be the same when I leave here today. Every day I want to get closer to God. Can say, yeah, that's right. I know I'm in the right house now. I didn't say white house. I said the right house. (laughs) Don't get me started. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swear unto our fathers. Pastor Aaron, bless the reading of the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, whoo, glory. We're thankful that you brought us out, Father. 
Glory, I, I know where I've been and where you brought right. me from, Lord God. And Father, I know the land that you're taking me to. And Father, I pray that everyone here today would know where you brought them from and where you're taking them to, Lord God. Father, if there's one here today that doesn't know you as Jesus, as their Lord and Savior today, their heart would be drawn unto you for salvation. Father, I'm just thankful, Lord God. Yes, God. Father, I'm filled up and I'm ready to receive, Lord God. I pray that everyone else is ready, Lord God, for your word and where you're going to take us to, the promises that you're going to fulfill in our life, Lord God. Father, have your way in the name of Jesus, and amen. Amen. You may be seated. We could go home right now, couldn't we? But guess what? We're not. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. He brought us out. Do you hear that? Man, he brought us out. To bring us in, Andy. He, he didn't bring you out of darkness to leave you in darkness. He brought you out to bring you into something brand new. We are the church. If you're here this morning and you are saved and you have prayed, you have asked God to forgive you of your sins, my friend, you are the church. And the church is the called out. You have been called out of darkness. You have been called out of sin. You have been called out of mourning into dancing. Do you, is anyone in the house being called out and you are thankful today? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The church actually started on the day of Pentecost. And the Greek word is ekleleseia, meaning called out. So have you been called out? You've been brought out. Some people, they know the Lord, but they still got a foot and maybe both feet in the world. God wants us to be called out. Uh, he wants us to be a peculiar people. He wants us to be set aside for his work, not just to walk around and once in a while say, yeah, I'm a Christian. We shouldn't even have to tell people that we are of Christ. Uh, they ought to look at us and see the joy of the Lord and know that this individual has been in the presence of God. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Somebody sitting here saying, man, they don't act like this in our church. I always say, you're not in your church now. You're in God's church, amen. There's just one church. I had dinner. I had dinner with a true uh, uh, diehard Amish man and his wife. I, I picked them up. They invited us to dinner. I was, we going to my buggy or yours? You know, I didn't know. And so we picked them up in, in our truck, and, and and we went out. We had a great time Thursday evening up in Ohio. And there's just one God, you know. We sat there and talked. He said, you know, we got all kind of rules, but he said it's all about the heart right here, and and I'm connected with that kind of thinking. Do you hear? It ain't about your church because uh, it ain't your church. There's one church and it's God's church. Amen. Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. He brought us out of sin. That's what he brought me out of. He brought me out of sin and brought me to the new land, which is salvation. 
In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You may be here today and you, you really may not understand and know a lot about God or about the church or, or what Jesus says, uh, but you are in the right house today because I just want you to know that there is a God in heaven that loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross and turned his back on his own son because he loves you. And that's the message that you need to hear today, that there is a king in glory that laid down his life that you can have life. And you'll never have that life unless the spirit of God touch your heart and you humble yourself and repent and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin. Is there any in the house that's ever asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Brought out of sin into salvation. I didn't say I was perfect, but I'm saved. Amen? So Paul, right here in Romans 6 and 23, he sums it up. Those without Christ are slaves to sin. And the only thing that you have to look forward to is death, eternal death, separation from God for eternity. But there is another way. And Paul gives us the other way. Paul shares that we can become servants of righteousness by trusting in Jesus Christ. And all of my hope is in the Lord. Can somebody say amen? So let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 1. I've got a lot of scripture, but I, I promise you it will not take me more than an hour and a half to get it wrapped up. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 and Paul is writing here and he says, this is a faithful saying. And when I heard the video of the man that had shot many people and spent 20 years in prison, and then he mentioned about Paul, the light of the Lord touching Paul and knocked him off of the horse. And I wonder if there's anybody in the house needs knocked off the horse. And listen to what Paul says and Paul says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners. This is the apostle Paul writing, of whom Paul says, I am chief. Paul was the heathen. This man on the video said that he would beat Christians up. He wanted their food too. That's why he showed up for Kairos. He, he wanted the free food, but he would beat Christians up. He would murder Christians. And he said, I'm the chief and I'm writing to not only those of that time, but to each one of us here today. He said, how be it for this cause that I obtained mercy? He found mercy. Anybody in the house find mercy from God? It is incredible what God, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm so glad that he's a merciful God and that he showed me mercy. He's the same God that will show you mercy today. That in me, first Jesus, 
Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Paul is saying, oh, God was so faithful and so long suffering in putting up with my mess uh, and, and look what he's done in my life and this is a pattern for what he'll do in your life, Darlene, and your life and your life. He says, look at that. Look at what God did in Paul's life. Look what he did in the man's video. Hey, those tears coming down. 20 years in prison and now he'd been set free. His shackles had been loosened and he was free and he, you could tell by the, the video and the testimony that he was no longer the same gang member. He's in a new gang now. He's got the family of God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So Paul, he summarized the, the good news. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That is the message. That is the message. Billy Graham never watered that message down. Reverend Billy Graham, he just said, Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Uh, Paul said he was the chief among all of them sinners uh, and he knew the mercy of God. Can I tell you, there is a lot of skeletons in my closet and I'd rather leave them right there. They are under the blood uh, and I've been forgiven uh, by the grace of God. If God has forgiven you of much, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You're sitting here today and maybe you say, well, man, I've went too far. Maybe I've done too much. No sinner is beyond the saving power. Have you accepted that offer? Jesus gave you that offer on the cross. And if you don't have it, it's because you've rejected it, my friend, because you're exactly the kind of person all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brought out not only of sin, into salvation, but brought out of death to life. I once was dead. <laughs> you hear me? That's what the Bible teaches. Before we knew Christ, uh, we were dead. Uh, but that night at Enterprise, it's 40 years this month. Uh, can you imagine that? Where did that time go? 40 years ago, I got off that bar stool, a dead man. Uh, I drove to Enterprise on a Friday night. Revival was going on. I walked in the back door. I sat down. Uh, I could have swore the pastor told my mom or my mom and dad told the pastor everything I was doing because he was reading my mail and he'd give that invitation and I got up and I'll tell people I took the best 12 step program you could ever take. It was about 12 steps down to the altar and belt, knelt down as a beggar headed to hell. But by the grace of God, when I stood up, my name was written in the land book of life and my sins had been washed away and that's what God can do for you today. If you believe that, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. We're about to have church in here. Woo! Oh! Let me tell you how the devil will lie to you. All morning long in my office, he whispered in my ear, you got the wrong message. You got the wrong message. My Bible said he's a liar. The truth is not in him, do you hear me? Brought out of death to life. If you came in here today without a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are a walking dead man or a woman. 
But by the grace of God and the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary, you can walk out and hear a child, a son or a daughter of the most high king of kings and Lord of lords. Do you hear what I'm saying? Romans chapter six, verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. What is Paul saying here? Paul commands us to have a conversation with ourselves on an ongoing basis because yourself will get you in trouble. Your old flesh will get you in trouble. Don't let sin tell you what to do. This thought just come to my mind. Uh, my two younger ones, 21 and, and, and 18, and they, they have this uh, thing about it sometimes. They like to tell dad what to do. And, and that rubs me raw. Uh, you probably don't have that problem in your household. And I've got this favorite saying of mine and it changes every year that I get a different age. I'll say, I'm 62 years old and I will do what I, I'll park where I want to park. I'll drive the way I want to drive. Anybody in the house, are you feeling what I'm trying to, to tell you? <laughs> Listen to me. My grandfather was 84 years old. This just come to my mind. He couldn't drive at all for 20 years after dark until grandma died. <laughs> and then I noticed he started uh, not coming home till late. And one night I went to get him, it had snowed and I said, he was sitting on the couch with his girlfriend at her house and I said, Pat, don't you think it's about time to come home? And he said, listen, young man, I'm four times 21. I'll come home when I want. I said, put the chains on the back tire. He said, you mean it's snowing? I said, yes, it's snowing. He said, I didn't know. I said, how would you know? The lights are off and the curtains are down and you're all cuddled. He said, mind your own business and take me home. I'm trying to get in your business today. Do you hear me? I'm trying to get in your business uh, with the word of God uh, that'll change uh, your life. Do you hear me? Don't do what they tell you to do. Don't do what the culture tells you to do. Do what the word of God tells you to do and you will have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. brought us, brought us out from darkness to light, brought us out. Can I also tell you what's done in the dark will sooner or later come out in the light? You think you're hiding something from somebody, it will be revealed. Do you hear me? That's a whole nother message. Brought out from darkness to light. He brought us out of the darkness and he brought us out of the shadow of death and he broke apart the bonds that were held in my life, the bonds. The, the chains uh, that had me bound, my language and my attitude and my addictions and, and all I could go around the room and we've all got different kind of bonds and, and chains uh, and I'm here today to tell you once you come to Jesus, uh, them bonds begin to break and them chains begin to loosen and things begin to change. Do you hear me? Uh, uh, in Psalms chapter 68 and verse 6, uh, God setteth the solitary in families. Uh, listen, 
person. He bringeth out those uh, which are bound with chains. Uh, don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your children. Uh, just keep trusting God uh, because there's a breakthrough uh, and there's a breakout coming uh, in your life. If you're here today and you've been held captive uh, and you've got chains of sin and bonds of sin, don't quit coming. Uh, keep talking to God uh, and believing because your breakout uh, is on its way. Uh, your breakthrough uh, is coming. Uh, I'm commanded in the name of Jesus. Uh, devil, get your hands uh, off of everybody in this house uh, and our children and our grandchildren. Set the captives free. Uh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. He says, listen to me, God setteth the solitary in families. Uh, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Go ahead and rebel. Go ahead to wilderness. The Israelites, 40 years, take another lap in the wilderness. How many times are you going to take that lap? Do you hear me? Psalms 68 and 6 and God set us the solitary in families. I just read it. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dry, dwell in a dry land. It is a song of faith. Continue to trust God. In time, God will fulfill his promises. Do you hear me? God will. There's nothing my God can do. And the only thing my God can do is lie. And if God gives you a promise, you can believe it will come to pass. Can anyone say Amen. So let's look at Acts chapter 16, verse 26. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. There was a great earthquake. <laughs> let me back up. I didn't give this to the media team, but let, let, let's go to verse 25. Let's go to verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, midnight. How many's ever been up at midnight with a problem in your life? Whew. It's a long night, ain't it? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. They're locked up in prison for just being good Christian disciples. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. Some in this house wouldn't sing praises unto God if you was on the mountaintop and you just won the lottery. Huh? Let alone when you've been whipped for no reason at all. If you win the lottery, don't forget my phone number, all right? Just a joke, I don't play the lottery. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. And I love this part. And the prisoners heard them. The prisoners that are held captive by the enemy in all of our lives are listening to how we sing when we're not on the mountain. Oh my, 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 my. That's another message. Verse 26, and suddenly, I like this. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. I, I, I prayed honestly this morning for a suddenly in this household that the Holy Ghost of God would shake the foundations of this place and 
suddenly everyone's bands would be loosened and doors would be open. When doors are opened, that takes you into a new place. Do you hear me? And I believe there's been doors that have been closed in all of our lives, but today by the grace of God, God can open up the door that no man can open. There can be a door that will open that will take you from darkness into light, that will bring you from sin into salvation. Oh my goodness, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Brought out. Psalms chapter 107, verse 14. And he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Listen to verse 15. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I gotta read it again. All that men, and I look around and praise and worship, and here's most of the guys in the house and got their hands in their pockets, and they're saying, God, you just go ahead. I double dog dare you. If you think you can bless me, you just go ahead. Well, God, I come here today to tell you I love you. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. God, you've been so good to me, I can't keep my hands in my pocket. God, you've been so good to me, I can't give you half math. God, you've been so good to me, I gotta lift my hands. I gotta lift my heart. I gotta lift my voice. There I am in the Amish country, and I'm in the back of a box trailer putting a lawnmower in there, and my little Amish buddy standing there with me, and about that time, a friend of his comes out. He comes in, he said, sir, I just had to meet you. You. He said, my buddy Daniel talks about you all the time. He said, you got a heart after God. All oh, about that time I started. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. Oh, good. And about that time, honest, about that time, my wife come walking around the corner and stepped up by the box trailer and there I am with two men uh, singing. Oh my, my wife said, what in the world uh, was you doing? Did you not say that? Then she had to give me the right words uh, to finish the song. I just wonder, is there anybody in the house right now you could stand up and testify that all your life, once God brought you out of the darkness and brought you into the light, that all your life, God has been faithful. I said, God has been faithful. Oh my, oh my, I need to repent. I said it was gonna be a short message. Brought out, brought out, do you hear me? Brought out of bondage to deliverance. Brought out, God brought his people out of the land or the house of bondage through his mighty hand and his powerful acts. 
Think about the Israelites being in bondage for some 400 years. 400 years and God still delivered. Do you hear me? Numbers chapter 15, verse 41, I am the Lord your God. In other words, he said, I'm your creator. I am the Lord. I'm your preserver. I'm the father. I am the Lord your God. Until you have that kind of revelation that we are preaching and talking about your God. I can tell you about my God. But until you get to the place in life, you say he is my father. He's my provider. He's my protector. And God, I'm going to depend on you. He said, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Egypt is symbolic for sin. God brought me out of sin to be your God. I am the Lord your God. He bestowed his favor upon them. And he is no respecter of persons. He's bestowed his favor upon me. Pastor Rita tells me all the time, she'll, she'll say, man, God's favor's on you. God's favor's on you. And I used to apologize for it. If I got something new, if I got blessed, I'd try to hide it or whatever. You know what? I pay my tithe. I trust in God. I give an offering. I bless people. I don't have to hide nothing, man. I, I, I'm daddy's favorite, favorite child. That's just the way we need to look at it. Each one of us looks, we need to look like, hey, hey, I'm the apple in my father's eye. Amen. Huh? I'm telling you, listen to me. Numbers, I am the Lord your God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse eight and nine, and I'll try to wind it down. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery. The Israelites were slaves for 400 years in Egypt. And it was because the Lord loved them. From the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, know therefore that the Lord your God is God and he is the faithful God keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. He brought them out because he loved them. He came to the cross and died because he loved us. Amen. Do you hear me? And we are exhorted in scripture to know that the Lord is God. To know that he is faithful and he is a faithful God. And to know that he keeps his covenant and promises forever and forever and forever. Somebody say amen. amen. Brought out, he still delivers. And I don't know what's going on in your life today. But if there's a need for delivery, he is still. You know, we baptized last week. And it blessed my heart. Bo sitting right back there in the middle. I went and shook his hand this morning. And he wasn't ashamed to walk down into that baptistry with a microphone on him and say, Hi, my name's Bo. I had an alcohol problem. I was an alcoholic. But he said, Now I've been six months clean. You know what that's six months clean? That means he's been delivered. Do you hear me? He's been delivered. That's a miracle of God. Come on. Come on. Thank God. Huh? Thank God. Delivered. Delivered. God is not after your defeat. He's after your victory. Do you hear me? He, he don't want you to be defeated. He's after your victory. Stand with me. Would you please? And I'm jumping by. I got enough. I could preach this again next week. I want you to focus in on these last couple. All right, brought out from despair to praise.
Psalms chapter 40, verse 2 and 3. He lifted me, listen to David, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. <laughs> he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. And many will see what he has done and be amazed and they will put their trust in the Lord. Waiting for God to help us is not always easy. Sometimes he's silent. Waiting on God to help us is not always easy. But David received four benefits in these two verses by waiting God lifted him out of despair, number one. God set his feet on firm ground, number two. God established his goings, steadied him as he walked, in other words. Some of us need steadied. And last, he gave him a new song. Gave him a new song. Often, I really believe that oftentimes, blessings cannot be received unless we wait. And I struggle waiting. That's another story with our Amish friend. We went to a restaurant, East Main Cafe, Cafe in Baltic, Ohio. And it's just incredible. And we come around the corner and there must have been 75 people standing in line outside. And I said, ah, and then, uh, we're in my buggy. <laughs> and we're, and he, he spoke up. He said, I ain't got no patience either. So we went and ate pizza. All right. <laughs> We went and ate pizza. Listen, David, sometimes you got to wait. And the last one I'm going to share with, no, maybe not. Have you been brought out of mourning? M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. I get that right? Thank you. Brought out of mourning into dancing. Psalms chapter 30, verse 11. You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Sackcloth is a rough garment, kind of like burlap. And back in the day when they were mourning, they would wear that. That was a visual sign. We don't dress like that now when we're down and out, but I can normally look at somebody and you're dressed in the demeanor that the enemy wants. And I'm not making light. There is a time to mourn, but there's a time to get up and say, hey, I'm moving forward. You can't come out of that morning by yourself. A lot of times, man, you need the Lord. Do you hear me? You need the Lord. Jeremiah 31 and 13, the last part of that. I will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Psalms chapter 30, verse five, the last part of that. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Joy. So whatever you're going through, he'll bring you out. Don't get discouraged. How long will night last? We don't know. We don't know. But his promise is, Joy will come in the morning. So this is the last one, I promise you. Brought out of earth into heaven.
Think about it. I stood at one of the end tables in my office this morning and I just looked down and there was a picture of my mom and dad and I said it out loud. I said, Mom, today's her birthday. Friday was my dad's birthday. Dad's been going like five years, Mom, about seven. And I looked at that picture this morning. And they were both smiling. And I said, I was in my office by myself. Well, there was three others there, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I said to myself out loud, I said, Mom, Dad, I miss you. I'm not the only one in the house that's lost a loved one. I've got a brother. I could go on and on. But he came to bring me out. And he's called me out. My Amish friend said the other night, we was talking about the rapture, talking about Israel, prophecy. He said, I'll stay ready. That way I don't have to worry about getting ready. Right there's a message for somebody. The night before his crucifixion, Jesus promised he would come again and take us all to heaven. He said to a prepared place for a prepared people. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that there where I will be, you will be also. So he's gonna take us out of here, George. <laughs> I'd love to see my generation. I like, I like to go in the rapture. I find nothing interesting about going to the funeral home. I find nothing about that. So this promise was reiterated as he departed into heaven after 40 days of resurrection and 40 days of being with his disciples. And he was taken into heaven in Acts chapter one, verse 11, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as they have seen him go into heaven. So we eagerly, hopefully those that are saved, we anticipate the rapture. It's a Latin word meaning to seize. It means to snatch, to carry away or caught up. And my Amish friend said, do you think we're in that season? And I said, friend, I don't know. But I do know this, I'm ready. And my question is to you, are you ready? Are you ready? Young people, you say, man, I got life by the tail. I got all kind of time. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. You just don't know. So we've been called out, called out to be caught up. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And, in dead, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Friend, we've been brought out so he can bring us in into his presence for eternity. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm not gonna be long, I'm not gonna beg you. If you're here today and the Holy Spirit has touched your heart, and you know 
that if death knocked at your door today, that heaven would not be your home. No, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna single you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you and there is nothing embarrassing about it. From the youngest to the oldest in this house that you know right from wrong. If you've not asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, then friend, you are lost. Would you slip your hand up high? Right where you're at and say today, Pastor, I'm, I wanna give my life to the Lord right here, right here, right now. Is there one? Is there one? I find a hard time. I have a hard time believing that not one in the house. I'll see your hand, ma'am. I'll see your hand. That's right. That's right. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? I'll see that hand. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else? Slip your hand up. I'll see your hand there in the back. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Wow. 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 Somebody else. Somebody else. I see that hand right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Move. Touch hearts, God. Touch hearts. Touch hearts. Somebody else? Somebody else. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Please, nobody looking around. Those that raised your hand, just hold your head up and look at me. That's right, open your eyes. Just look at me, that's right. I came after I welcomed you this morning, I came down here and I prayed for you. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Somebody else in the house. And pray this prayer with me. I want you to take the person by the hand beside of you. That's, that's a public confession right there. That's not being ashamed. And pray this prayer out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, today I humbly come before you and acknowledge that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, would you forgive me? And from this day forward, teach me guide me that I would not follow my own life but I'd follow yours your example Lord I love you thank you for dying on a cross for me in Jesus name I pray and amen I'd like to welcome you to the family of God and we welcome to the family of God Come on, man, this ain't no home run. It's no touchdown. These are souls, men and women, being snatched out of the pits of hell. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 